0: It's
1: Song Talk Radio. Welcome to Song Talk Radio. This is a show with songwriters talking to other songwriters about the craft of songwriting. We share tips, tools, and techniques, and together we all become better at writing songs. I'm your host, Neil Modi, and with me, my co-host, Phil Emery. How are you doing, Phil? I am doing pretty good, if you can hear me. We can you hear you hear me? Just You fine. can hear me? Okay, then, then I'm doing fine. Good. All <laughs> the way from the East Coast, we can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> okay, that's very good. Very good for the internet. Okay, and uh, tonight we're very happy to welcome back to the show Mr. Alistair Bradley. Alistair is a Canadian singer-songwriter, pianist, producer, and technical director of the Song Studio Songwriters Workshop in Toronto. And he's also co-host of the Hooks and Ladders, Hooks and Ladders
2: YouTube show with Blair Packham. How are you doing, Alistair? I am doing great. And it's great to be back in the well virtual room with you yes. too. Yeah. The, the last time you
1: were you were with us, we were live at the at the radio station in downtown Toronto, which was yeah. in the before times. So great to have you <laughs> back with us again. <laughs> it's been a while. And um tonight we're going to be talking uh all about bridges, what makes them tick, and and we're gonna have some example songs um with some with example songs that have great bridges. Mm-hmm is what we think. So, I just want to start the discussion. Um, Alistair, what do you think makes a good bridge in a song?
2: What a, what a short question for a, yeah. for a long answer. Getting a very long um, answer, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> well,
2: I mean, perhaps you had a show last week or the week before on what is a verse and what is a chorus. Um, <laughs> not quite. But, We're starting with bridges. We're starting with bridges. <laughs> I, I I think it's it's pretty important to decide what a bridge is not. Mm. Uh, and, and certainly to understand, you know, what a verse does and what a chorus does and, and how we enjoy verses and choruses. So, you know, if I were to oversimplify it, I would say your chorus is, is your emotional reflection on something that's going on and the verses tell you what's going on Mm. so that you can reflect on it. Uh, and, and that musical part of our brain that, that teaches us how to love music and, and, and how to follow along and get hooked on it loves to recognize these patterns that go on. So we recognize the patterns that define what a verse is, and then we recognize the patterns that define what a chorus is musically, lyrically. And after we've heard a couple of these verses and a couple of these choruses, the patterns don't keep coming, uh, the, the, no fresh patterns appear. Mm-hmm. So we kind of need a break. And it, this is where the bridge comes into into play is the bridge recognizes that we've enjoyed these patterns, and we've enjoyed following along with the patterns and matching them in our brain. And the bridge is its job is to take us somewhere fresh, somewhere different, and give us the anticipation of returning to something that we recognize from these patterns. So, so it, it's a bridge to somewhere else. And it's a bridge back. From that somewhere else mm-hmm, sure. to uh, to the thing that to the, to the hooky thing that we've come to love already in the song. Mm-hmm. I think initially a bridge was actually
3: a piece of music that would go between two pieces of a composition. It was actually a bridge between like sometimes two keys or two sort of major sections. Some people, I think, especially in Europe, they refer to it as a middle eight. Mm-hmm which is much, you know, the, the Beatles often use things like middle eight. It was actually often eight bars.
2: Yes, and so, some of our European listeners on Song Talk here will be saying, what you mean a bridge is the bit before the chorus? Yeah. It's, it's the <laughs> yeah. thing that lifts you into the chorus. Yeah. 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 Which we
1: call the pre-chorus. <laughs> which we That's call the true. pre-chorus, yeah. So yeah. I'm sure, sure someone's are calling it the post-verse.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yes, I'm sure.
3: <laughs> so let's, let's talk about uh, maybe some techniques about getting into a bridge one thing i like to do if i'm working in a major key you know like sort of a d e type thing is going to a um the minor so the 3 or the 6 and that that's a very that's a very easy way of getting into a bridge that sounds uh tonal um that's also easy to get back out of mm-hmm. um because they're very kind of strongly related you can go into the relative minor and the relative minor would be based sure this is correct. The relative minor is the six minor of the key. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. So you could go to the relative minor key or you just hit like that, um, the three, which is often minor. And, that'll, and you can do lots of neat stuff and it sounds different enough, but it's not too far away. Or another thing which can be even more fun is just dropping down like half a tone. Yeah. Which is a little bit yeah. more of a challenge to get back in, which can mm-hmm. be quite a bit of fun. But it, just a couple of different options. What kind of options do you use when you're thinking about doing a bridge?
2: Well, I think Paul Simon said it best when when he was being interviewed, uh, and and this was years ago, so I don't even remember what what show it would have been on. But he was being interviewed uh, about a songwriting, and and I think I think it was it was the question was posed to him, you know how how did you come to write this bridge for. And and these the song they were talking about was still crazy after all these years. And he said, Well, I looked at what I'd used so far in the song, and I figured out what I hadn't used, and I thought, well, I've got to use those things here. And <laughs> and he wasn't he was talking about the chords that he hadn't touched on, mm-hmm. but he was also talking about, you know, melody centers that he hadn't he hadn't used yet. Um but certainly it's it's one of these exercises in looking, you know, what have I got and what's different than that?
1: Yeah. Um, And and that's a good way to look at it, even in terms of lyrical content, like where haven't I, what haven't I, what haven't I explored yet in this narrative? That's maybe a slightly different angle, or if your verse and chorus is very um, insular and intimate and and kind of inside. Then what's it to look like? What what's it to look like? Looked at the song from the outside or from a different point of view or something yeah. or something like that. Like could be you know could be a number of things, but but certainly I mean the 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 way I've always heard it referred to is is it's a palate cleanser, right? Like you're saying, I was <laughs> heard like it, it kind of refreshes your your auditory palate to then come back to the main course. It's the breadstick, is it? It's the breadstick. <laughs> <laughs>
3: lyrically i think um i've heard a couple of different uh, techniques is if your song was all about you know what happened before and talking about memory a bridge would be a good place to say and now this is where i am now it's kind of it's it's a a change of of a viewpoint so if talking if your song is all about the present your bridge could be talking about something that happens in the past or something that's in the future so it kind of changes the viewpoint. So if you're not sure what to do on a bridge, and I love doing bridges, so usually bridges are actually easier than anything else for me. But if you are having trouble doing a bridge, sometimes doing something as prescribed as that is saying, okay, well, this song is all in the past. I'm going to do something about, okay, what's happening now? You know, what's going to happen in the future? What's change? Change the temporal view, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of Answering the question, how do you know if a song needs a bridge or doesn't need a bridge? Mm.
2: Especially these days.
1: Why especially these days?
2: Well, songs seem to be getting so short. Mm. They do. They do. And and I've in fact I've I've got a single coming out this Friday, and it's the shortest thing I've ever released. I'm not huh? even sure if it's three minutes. Wow. Well, okay. <laughs> um, now now perhaps that has something to do with the fact that. I was the fourth co-writer onto the song, uh, so the okay. song had a shape before I even heard it. <laughs> no. So, so maybe thanks to the writers that that uh, that built it.
1: And, and, and does this sub three minute song have a bridge?
2: It does have a bridge.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, look, look at all look at all the old Beatles stuff or CCR stuff. They're all under three minutes, and they all have verse, chorus, first chorus, bridge, outro, chorus, mm. pre-chorus, whatever. Like, I've got so many
2: sections to them. All super short and 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 you're right, you're right, Phil, when you say that songs appear to be getting shorter i think I think we're getting back into short songs, but uh I mean certainly when songwriters say to me oh you know i i've I've got to write a song that's under three three thirty, mm. or else no one's going to listen to it mm. i I kind of hesitate a little bit because I feel that the clock isn't the best measure of how long or short your song feels, no mm. Some two-minute songs are a minute and a half too long, and <laughs> and, uh, and some six-minute songs are just right. Yeah, and 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 we know that we, we we can look at our own personal favorites and we can say, you know what, that one, that never gets old, and it's six or seven minutes long.
1: Yeah, well, it has to do with the the dynamics and the changes in the song. A three-minute song can be boring if there's no changes in it. If it's the same yeah. chord progression, same melody, repetitive lyric for three minutes, it's going to be. Way more boring than the six-minute song that's got seven different sections.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know what that song needs? A bridge. A bridge. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do we determine that a song needs a bridge? I'm not. I'm not sure that I have a litmus test, um, as much as just a gut feeling. I mm-hmm. I probably write bridges more often than not. Um, and and perhaps you know the industry people who who decide what goes on radio and 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 or at least who observe what songs make it to popular listening they'd probably tell me that you know now is no longer the day of the bridge mm-hmm. that that pop songs don't have bridges anymore but at the same time i would i would say pop songs don't have contrast either mm-hmm. I, I mean i i would say your typical pop song doesn't have as much harmonic contrast between the sections as I crave as a listener, and so, that's
3: true actually research they did some research on that, and there's been there's much less musical uh, variety mm-hmm. in a song now than there was uh, twenty years ago,
2: yeah, so I don't necessarily listen to the Moguls that say, "Well, no, you know the fashion today is to not write a bridge so okay but but if I feel like I've gotten through the the basic elements of my song, and I've, and I've finished the second chorus. And uh, I think, you know, that the, the the people in radio would say, you know, okay, if you finish your second chorus, you're at the two minute mark. Because, <laughs> because, uh, again, they're they're among the people that are very strict in there well, you know, the song should be this length. Um, so, you know, we talk about what goes on after two minutes, and but we talk about what's going on after the second chorus, really that that's the part of the song where, okay, my brain needs something different, needs a break, needs a palate cleanser, needs a yeah. breadstick. Yeah, yeah. Um, what can that be? If you're John Mayer, it's probably got to be a guitar solo. <laughs> because <laughs> your true. fans want to hear you wail on that guitar. Yeah. Um, if you're a blues player, similarly, you know, it's time to show off what you and and your bandmates can do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um yeah, in, a, I think, yeah. in a pop song or a folk song maybe I, I i would say it's lyrical
1: yeah certainly certainly that's true and it's only for i mean most that i've heard of for most modern pop songs i mean it's not not so much that they have a bridge or don't have a bridge but they like you say they, they tend to be harmonically the same loop um and then somebody's mm. singing or rapping or whatever on on top of it so it tends to be that 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 rigid structure and then maybe that's why it's shorter because you can only hold that attention for so long and um, but I mean for myself, it's it, it like you say, Alistair, Like it, it it depends if you. It's kind of a gut feeling. Is uh, do I have something else to say here lyrically? Have I gone? Have I explored enough? Enough of the harmonic range that I'm playing in is my is my play box big enough? Yeah. You know, if or is, well, or is it very limited to this little thing here? And do I do I want to go someplace else? And then maybe it is an instrumental bit. You know if we don't have anything yeah. else to say lyrically and and you know but it, it I think I think it I think it depends if if you've got really, really high contrast between verse and chorus, then you know maybe you don't and and they're loaded with lyrics then maybe you don't need a bridge you know right. or maybe you need a bridge right. that that's that that's a stripped down uh instrumental section because you're loaded with lyrics. like it really depends on what on what the other parts of your song are looking like and what's feeling like.
2: Well, let's let's imagine a song that would say to us, "I don't need a bridge." I I think it would be, you know, it it could be you know something that feels like a a nineteen fifty five rock song that, uh, you know, where we we've done verse chorus verse chorus and we can just do another chorus and another chorus and another chorus and it's satisfying. Mm-hmm. I, I think in order for it to be satisfying, it can't be a chorus that is one of those super simple choruses that is the same thing repeated four times. Mm. And and I got to say I'm a little envious of a writer who can write a chorus that is as simple as that. I <laughs> I would love to be able to write a chorus ah. that is just, you know, I love you. I love You're you. Down. I love you. I love you. And and for it to work. <laughs> yeah. The question mm-hmm. is a breakdown a bridge. Yeah. Can be it it serves it serves the same function, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it does. If, if 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 it's a palate cleanser, if it's if it lets the listener relax a little bit and go out of the song kind of, like take a step outside the step off the sidewalk for a little bit and then and well, then I, come back, then that's what it does. It's not bridging two sections as as technically, mm-hmm, if you want mm-hmm. to look at it that way, but if it like you say I'll saves if it serves that same purpose, sure.
2: And especially I think if it, if it serves to build our anticipation of the chorus that will come back, mm. yeah. then, then I think it's doing the job, isn't it? It's, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's keeping us hooked and keeping keeping us excited. And yet giving us something that's a little different. Do we have any samples we'd like to play to the yeah. listener?
1: Yeah, let's hear some example songs we have- and we can talk about them. Um,
2: Want we'll to start with one of yours, uh, Alistair? What do you got lined up for us? Sure. There's there's a song that it just, it, it stops me in my tracks every time I hear it. And I have to hear it from the first note to the last. <clears throat> it's a song by um, an artist uh, named Labyrinth. His, his, his name is Timothy McKenzie. Um, but he goes by the artist name Labyrinth. And uh, and the song is called Jealous. And in every sense, lyrically, melodically, and harmonically, the the journey of the song is just fantastic and, and the bridge. It pushes all the right buttons. It goes somewhere wildly different and then sweeps me back into a final chorus that just makes my jaw drop.
3: Is there something we should be listening for in this track?
2: I mean, in terms of melody shift or chord changes or key changes? I I think it's pretty self-evident. The bridge does modulate. It modulates to to a new key and then the final chorus lives in that new key. Okay, cool.
3: All right, so let's take a listen to Jealous by Labyrinth.
4: That ripples through your clothes It's closer than your shadow Oh, I'm jealous of the wind Cause I wished you The best of All this world could give And I told you of the night that I don't spend with you I'm wondering who you lay next to Oh I'm jealous of the night I'm jealous of the love. love that wasn't here Gone for someone else to share Oh, I'm jealous of the love I wished you The best of All this world could give And I told you as I sink in the sand, watch you slip through my hands. Oh, as I die here another day, think. cause all I do is cry behind a smile. I wish you.
2: I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was quite a ride. Oh. So is this? We'll oh. <laughs> <A> little, <laughs> little preview of the next one. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah, that's, that's quite a turn into the bridge, and that's a really long song. Uh,
3: yeah, uh, now let me minutes. see. It's at least and a half four minutes, minutes. Four 47.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is quite long because the, the there's like two verses, chorus, two verses, bridge, chorus. Yeah. You know, and it's a and, lot of lyric and a lot of stuff going on, and yeah, that turn into the bridge. And, and it's interesting how you say I, before your preamble said that I had never heard the song before. But you said like the the final chorus stays in the key of the bridge. I actually felt like it was another key change into the into the final chorus. Like it, there's, a, there's goes, another bit of a lift there.
2: I mean, it uses some fantastical chords. Uh, yeah. I I love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the bridge goes really dark. Like the modulation is, and, and his melody goes really, really into a dark place. Yes.
2: Yes. And, and that, I mean, he's singing as I sink in the sand. Yeah. Watch you slip through my hands. I die here another day. So it's. It fits. You know, dark is a good place to be. Yeah. When that's the lyrical message. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's interesting, though, you chose, I mean, I am looking at the chord sheet on, on Ultimate Guitar or whatever, and he's in C major for the cor- verse and chorus, and then he goes in the G flat <laughs> for the bridge. Like, that's a radical key change. Yes,
3: yes. The bridge is, it's it's almost like a single, almost classically written in terms of it's a piece that, it's a melody that kind of goes on itself, but never actually repeats until he yeah. gets to the next one, I don't think it, it terribly. It, the,
2: the first two lines, I I think, may be identical. It, it uh, melodically mm. as I sink in the sand, watch you slip through my hands. Yeah, but but they're harmonized in a yeah. radically different way. So, yeah,
3: and it's not yeah, like yeah. you have the A A B, you know, that kind of call and response type.
1: Yeah, yeah, certainly not. Even yeah. those two lines are the same, after that he does kind of hey, he, he, he goes, goes somewhere else. Other the, path.
2: That's right, and it, and it doesn't have setup and rhyme resolution. No, it doesn't uh,
1: resolve in, the until, you, that, no. until you get to that last chorus.
2: Also, what a beautiful way of
3: handling a verse, you know, like there's almost no music. I mean, it's just like these very basic chords. And, you know, so often when we're writing songs, well, you know, I'll put bass and guitar and drums and all that stuff. And he got so much power out of just a voice and, you know, two chords.
2: Yeah, nothing to be said
1: about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When it starts, it's almost so minimalist. It almost
2: feels like it's just a melody. (laughs) Yeah, he's just he's just using. Why, for most of the verse, he's just using three chords. Mm -hmm. He's got the one, the four, and the six minor. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, he uses the five just to pass through to the six minor at the end of the uh, of the verse. But it is that simple in using those big chunky building blocks. Uh, and and it's contrasted wonderfully when he gets to the bridge, and suddenly he's using diminished chords and all sorts of wild relationships between the chords.
3: Mm-hmm. Is it what is what is the key change into the bridge? Because it doesn't sound like it's doesn't it like it's a slightly unusual one. Um.
2: Well, the way I notated it, he's he's in um, C sharp major. And he ends up modulating to E. So, hmm. so I mean, two related keys, um, C major and E major is not like a relative um, major and relative minor um, relationship. But it, it still is a nice slip into E. Because he gets, he gets into this, uh, and then... So it's only on line three of the bridge that he actually plays an E major chord. Mm-hmm. He's doing this this murky journey through as I sing <laughs> so in the cool. sand. I love that chord. <laughs> Watch you slip through my hands, and then this is this is the four that resolves down to the wonderful E major. Yeah, um, it's kind of jazz in the bridge. It well, it is. I, I'm. I mean, most pop writers aren't reaching for these chords, are they? No. Um. And and so it it has it has a real different feel to it. Yeah, yeah. From sure. from what from what we typically hear on yeah, uh, yeah. on. And th- that, that, and that and is bridge. a
1: very very high contrast bridge. Like when he drops into that, especially because the verses and the choruses are are fairly long and wordy, you kind of get into this groove. That's and right. You, whoa, and and it's not it's not a it's not even a drop. It's like it's more of a. It's more of a leaning over and falling kind of slow motion thing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And and like you say, that the shapes are so different. Yeah. Um, The lengths of the lines, the rhythms of the lines. um, You know, I'm I'm jealous of the nights. That, those lengths of lines in the verses are then followed by this, these huge long lines in the chorus. Mm -hmm. I wished you the best of all this world could give. The line just keeps going until I'm off, off the frame here. (laughs) And, and then where does, where does he write for the bridge? As I sink in the sand, watch you slip through my hands. It's such a, such a journey. Oh, Mm -hmm. I could listen to it again, but we got to move on. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, so yeah, we'll go to go to the my my pick for this uh, thing, and w- one of the things that I I came to realize more recently is that a lot of my favorite songs, everyone always says the the chorus is like your high point of the song, but I came to a realization that a lot of my favorite songs, the bridge, even songs that I've written, the bridge is actually the high point. In, in terms of an energy map, like your verse kind of builds up and your chorus hits, mm. and your verse kind of drops down, your chorus hits, then the bridge hits and it just escalates even more. And then the energy comes back down for the final, for the final chorus. And, and a lot of songs I like tend to be that kind of, that kind of energy map. And the, the, the first time I kind of had that realization that, wow, what an incredibly energetic bridge and it's actually, and it is actually the high point of the song, um, was when I heard the Mayor of Simpleton by XTC, and and I'm I'm not a huge XTC fan. I I, I wasn't one of those guys that, you know, I grew up in the '80s, but I, I didn't even know about XTC in the '80s when I was a kid and when I was a teenager. It wasn't until I was in my '30s I've someone said to me, "Go listen to XTC." Okay, and it turns out I love them. <laughs> but, awesome. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I got their like singles, uh, CD collection, two, two CDs of all their, of all their hit songs. And this is certainly, you know, one of the ones that, the, that, that stands out. And, and the interesting thing about this from a, from a court perspective as well, is that it's, it's just what you were talking about, Phil. He, he goes into, um, the minor three. So he's in G major for the, um, for the for the verses and choruses, I think, and then it goes into B minor for the bridge. But the interesting thing is, like we were talking about before, it's it's part of the chord palette he hasn't used yet in the whole, hmm. in the whole song. So the contrast is there, but it's still very much in key and it's still very much um, in, uh, in 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 the family of chords that are there diatonic and everything. But the energy just goes up. the melody goes up the 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 rhythm kind of uh, hits, hits a little bit harder and everything. and it's just and and it's super short. It's like four lines and
2: it's in and it's out. It's hmm. not it's not even a middle eight. it's, it's like a middle four <laughs> um, well, so. and 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 that often is a great way to approach it as well is hmm. if if I've written these other sections that are maybe four lines in length, yeah. what's different than that? A bridge that isn't four lines in length.
3: Mm, exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes trying, sometimes being, you know, it, if instinct tells me I'm going to write four lines, I may end up writing something that just kind of sounds flat because it feels geometrically the same as everything I've, I've done before it.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, making use of contrast. So if you mm-hmm. have lots of wordy, you know, lots of syllable, syllable cr- crammed lines, have um, a bridge that's very open or vice versa, trying to make use of contrast to not only lyrically, but musically and melodically as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Andy Partridge, boy. Yeah, for sure. Shall we uh, take a listen to the Mayor of Simpleton? Oh, here we go. Yes, please.
1: Mayor Simpleton by XTC songwriter Andy and Andy Partridge. I love at the end how you know they're doing that build up, and you sort of expect
2: it to go back to the one, but it never does. Mm. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. And and another song that that song was just under four minutes, I think. Uh, Perhaps, yeah, yeah, three. So yeah, we are, we're not choosing the two and a half minute songs. Mm-hmm. No. We need more music in our lives. So indeed, we need longer songs.
1: So what do you guys think of the bridge though, Alistair?
2: Oh, well, I I thought it was it was a nice departure that had me entertained um and like i say anticipating coming back to that very very hooky chorus mm-hmm. um lyrically i like that the um that the verses are telling his story um you know painting the pictures you know uh, laying out the scene um and also beautifully, just, just pulling on a tiny little thread to bring the you into the story. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a me and you song. Um, because if it weren't, if it weren't a me and you, then how could we have a line that's, you know, I know one thing and that's, I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, that chorus wouldn't work if, if in the verse we hadn't been introduced at least a tiny bit to a you. Oh uh, yeah. Good point. So, so in the first verse, uh, I'm, I'm reading here the lyrics and, and, you know, it's the line some of your friends think that's stupid of me, but it's yeah. nothing I care about. And and then in verse two, um, same thing. Some of your friends think it's really unsound that you'd ever be that you're even seen talking to me. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets to the bridge, it's not trying to tell the story anymore. It's not trying to paint the picture. It's it's talking about how he feels about that. I'm not proud of the fact that I never learned much. Just feel I should say. When you get what what you get is all real. I can't put on an act. It takes brains to do that anyway. It's it's looking at the song from the side, mm-hmm. and and I'm I this this is often how I write bridges. In fact, is um, is is I try and avoid telling more story because that late in the song feels like it could be dangerous to to tell more story. Mm. I've already, I've already started the movie rolling and, and I've given you two choruses where I kind of tell you how I feel about what's going on. If then I get into a bridge and I tell you more about what's going on, you're gonna, you're gonna look at your watch, aren't you? Mm-hmm. So this is, this is how I often approach writing a bridge is I take a look at what it is I say in my chorus, the emotional, you know, meat of my song, if you're a meat eater, uh, it doesn't have to be meat, <laughs> but but the emotional core of your song, and I try and look at that, you know, from a side view, where I'm 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 giving a lot of the same emotional reflection, mm-hmm. but just from a slightly in, different In way. other words, I say it. Yeah, way. yeah,
1: yeah. Another way to look at it.
3: It's an interesting song because it's it is very kind of classic in the way, kind of approached. It's you know kind of a classic pop song. But it also plays with expectations because you're expecting a change or stop or these little things and it just keeps, it just motors through the whole song. Like it doesn't really stop ever Mm -hmm. at all. And just even going to the bridge, you know, instead of going, or some kind of, it's just, it just motors through and they don't even slow down. And it's, he's such a. He's such a songwritery songwriter, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: That uh, he does all sorts of things that other songwriters just love so much.
2: It it is it is subversive yeah. how he gets into the bridge because after the first chorus, there's that post-chorus. Yeah. Yeah. Where we hear the when their logic grows cold and all thinking gets done, you'll be warm in the arms of the mayor of Simpleton. You don't get that after you the, get second that the second chorus. time around. Yeah. No. So if you're expecting it, suddenly, oh, yeah. everything's flipped on its head because now you're in a bridge. Yeah.
1: Which, which is why, like you say, I feel like he keeps motoring through the whole song is maybe why it doesn't feel like a longish four-minute-plus song. Like To me, it sounds, it's it, it because because it keeps on chugging, 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 mm. it doesn't feel like it's a long song.
2: Yeah. Well, and, and certainly, if this song didn't have a bridge, Mm-hmm. It would have it would have a very different feel to it because and 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 this is the thing that surprised me uh, i I've heard the song before, but it's been so long that I didn't have much recollection of it mm. and so I'm looking at the lyrics as as the song unravels, and I'm thinking, what after the bridge uh i'm I'm just scrolling to it here after the bridge, there's a chorus, and then there's another verse, yeah <laughs> what? um in 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 too many cases that would seem like one verse too many
1: yeah but his verses are short too his verses are four lines as well yeah Yeah. like when, when you think of how quickly he gets to the chorus on at the top of the song
2: he gets there pretty fast and and there's plenty of contrast musically yeah between the sections i love i love how when the verses were just kind of hovering Mm-hmm. And then yeah. and then in the chorus we we start having all sorts of movement. Yeah. So it's like we're hovering in the verses, and then we get to we get to launch yeah. Yeah, harmonically. Yeah, exactly. uh, the, the music exactly. just goes everywhere in the in the choruses. So 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 that was satisfying. It didn't it didn't feel too long to me, but I no. did have to ask myself, you know, I want to look this up and see how long the song is. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it is it is a four minute song. Yeah, but a very satisfying four minutes. No, no solo performance like. <laughs> on. No, no, no solo. No. <laughs> no, you know, very little um, in the way of musical interludes either.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it's very it's, short.
3: It's it's very lyric heavy. It's, a lot of his stuff is very lyric.
1: I, I I do love the way the very opening of the song sounds like it's. Sounds like the accent's on the offbeat and and then and then, then once the I think once the bass comes in or something, then you finally get yeah. <laughs> it on the downbeat. It's a
2: really yeah. clever little
1: what a wacky like, bass line. If you listen to the bass line, it's it's like
2: all over the place. It's all over the place. Yeah. 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 Really fun stuff. That's that's more like a Paul McCartney bass line that, you know, where where he says, But I want to play melody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I think no discussion of bridges. Would be complete without talking about every breath you take i I tried to pick songs that are super well known mm-hmm. um, uh, although although I suppose I failed to do that with labyrinth, didn't I? That was me introducing you to a song that now yeah. will be on your your playlist mm. yeah. um but I mean certainly everybody has heard the police every breath you take and it's a it's it's a song that I love to to use when we discuss bridges. Because I want to know, you know, I'm, I, here I am talking with two other songwriters. I want to know how you feel about the way these sections function in this song, because it's not a song with a chorus.
1: Mm. Is this a, the, Since You've Gone, I Can't Be Lost is, with a Trace? Is that what you're referring to as the bridge?
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, be, because this is an AABA format song, and yet it has this extra section that... Well, if we've used A and we've used B, I guess it's going to have to be C. Hmm. Um, and does it only occur once or does it occur twice in the song? It occurs only once in the song. Why did I think it occurs twice?
1: You can't answer that, but...
2: Uh, I, I, no, I'd have to peel open your brain and see why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason <laughs> um, <laughs> I was thinking it occurred twice. Okay, okay. But the if you look at the sections in this song... Um, and, and, you know, we'll all even be able to picture them in our head without without listening to it, but we are mm. going to listen to it. Um, it's an AABA song because of of the whole kernel of the song living in everything, every one of the sections that we would normally call a verse. You know, we sing every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. It's like we don't need anything else to understand what's going on. Yeah. Not like we do in a song that starts a movie rolling. And then in the chorus tells us tell, tells us how the singer feels about the movie. We know how the singer feels right at the end of one of those verse sections, we may not know the whole backstory. And, and in fact, some of the backstory doesn't come in until the bridge. Um, so I so it acts, you know, in a funny way in, in that regard. But because it's an A-A-B-A, we get that satisfaction of knowing sort of the song and its purpose with every verse. And then when we get to the B section, which some people would be uh, would be uh, inclined to call it a chorus only because it comes after we've heard two verses. Yeah, It's the, um, oh, can't you see yeah, you belong it. to me? But it's not a chorus. No. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't contain the hook of the song. It doesn't contain the title of the song. It doesn't contain that core message of of the song. Um, if
1: anything, the verse acts more like a chorus.
2: The, yes. Yeah, because it has that. There's no story. It's just... It has that title, that hook. It has that title, thing that yeah. I'm going to remember. This is the kernel of the song. Yeah. So we hear two A's. We hear a B. We hear an A. And then we get into this... Well, we've we've heard enough to to recognize the patterns. I I know what an A section is. I know what a B section is. You know, you A A B A. It 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 lives in that um, shape where we hear two of the A's. We go away for a B. We come back for an A, and everything feels complete and defined. So then, to depart from that is to go into this section C, where he sings, "Since you have gone, I've been lost without a trace." Uh, I dream at night, I can only see your face. And everything is different about this section. Everything is, you know, the way he's telling the story, the way he's talking about how he feels, but musically, everything, the, the melody is is in a different place. The harmonies in a different place. Um, the lines are these nice, long, flowy lines compared to everything that's gone on before it. So it's not a song with a chorus, and yet it mm-hmm. is a song that enjoys that departure, midway through to go somewhere else, and leave us yearning for, you know, a, a, a return, a repeat of those other sections.
3: Relief you, Rake. <laughs> Relief you, <Eurek>. Rake. <laughs> I think what it is, it's because the um, oh, can't you see happens twice.
1: That's what I was thinking of. And I think that that's what was getting mixed up in my head. The oh, can't you see happens happens twice. And in a kind of unconventional way, because it's like on either side of the...
2: Well, Well, it's, yeah, it's, I, I mean, to, to look at the lyric sheet, you'd think that it goes right from the C into the B. But there is that musical break. yeah that happens after the C, and that musical break is harmonically it's a verse it's it's a it's yeah, instrumental yeah. it's, it's, it's an, an instrumental,
1: instrumental verse so so what do, what what would you call so if the verses are the every breath you take part mm-hmm. then what's the can't you see what would you label that as cuz like you said some people call it a chorus if it's not a chorus then I understand why it's not a chorus but then what is it
2: yes um well i think it's fair it, it would be fair to use terminology uh, for an A-A-B-A song, you could call it a verse, verse, bridge, verse song. Mm. Because the way the B functions is more like a bridge than it is mm. like a chorus. It's a departure, mm-hmm. so that you can return to, um, to that familiar thing that is the verse. So yes, I often when I'm looking at an A-A-B-A, I'll, I will use A and the word verse interchangeably.
1: Yeah. But, but there's there's still a difference on the oh can't you see you belong to me oh yeah or like that, 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 that is a distinctive a raise. section is yeah that, there's
3: definitely a raise like yeah. oh absolutely it's absolutely. well it's kind of, it feels like a chorus because it has that raise uh, that melodic rise it has that sort of the energy that a chorus would normally have mm-hmm. but technically it's not really a chorus because it doesn't do
2: the chorusy things. Really, I I would I would uh, I would offer this in friendly argument, um, and in terms of the energy that the B section has, could you not, in the way that it uh, evolves and where it leaves us at, at the end of that B section, does it not feel more to you like, say, a pre-chorus? Yeah, because it does sort of it sets us up for the return to the A section more than it does give us a satisfying uh, a completion of, of of a chorus.
1: Yeah, which is why the A section actually has more in common with a chorus than it does with a verse.
2: Yes. The yeah. B
1: section does resolve, though, doesn't it? No, it no, hangs on the, the five. Yeah it, hangs, yeah, it hangs on Yeah, yeah, yeah on to the, the five.
3: five and the one, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. The, 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 you don't get to the one until you go back into the, the verse. Into the until a you go section. go back
2: in. Yeah. Hey, hey. yeah, that's true. So... Yeah, so it's right. so so this this is this is, um, this is often why when I look at an AABA, I think that the B it functions a lot more like a bridge than it does like a chorus. It takes you mm. away and and prepares you to come back to this lovely thing that you've come to, to desire. Mm. Because
1: cause the actual bridge part, the since you've been gone, you've been lost without a trace. That, that That's another one of these examples where that is the high point of the song. Hmm, yeah. yeah. And, and it's a significant key change. Different melody centers. He's still rhyming A-A-A-A,
2: like Sting tends to do. Because that's, that's, <laughs> yes. that's what he always does. So. Well, <laughs> but, well, I, you know. I wouldn't say he always does it, but it's it sort of feels like he really, really, really wanted it here. He <laughs> yeah. totally wanted it here, yeah. <laughs> Um, and lyrically, there's, there's one interesting thing about, about the lyric. You could, without that bridge, you could listen to the song and think, oh, this is a creep. This is a creep. You know, I've, every step Mm. you take, every breath you take, I'll be watching you. Yeah. Because you don't know anything about what happened before today. Even when we get to the B section, oh, can't you see you belong to me? How my poor heart aches with every step you take. It's not until you get to the lyric of the bridge, where he says, since you've gone, I've been lost without a trace. That's, that's, the f- that's, that's mind blowing. He waits until the bridge, he waits until this third section um, of the song to actually commit to say, we had a relationship. I'm not just a creep. I just
1: miss you. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, in, in, in lyrically, the bridge is more of a
2: verse. It's, well, it's, it's, it's uh it's certainly breaking all the rules in yeah. a great way, yeah, um, but it seems,
1: it seems like he's kind of mutating what the musical <laughs> expectation is versus what the lyrical expectation is because the because you have lyrically the verse sounds more like a chorus, but musically sounds like a verse. And then he gets to the bridge and it sounds lyrically like a verse, but it's actually the high energy point <laughs> and it's the bridge. It's like, he's yeah. just kind of turning everything on his head, which is really cool, yeah. actually.
2: And so, I mean, I, I wonder how he approached writing this song, whether he was gamifying it. Yeah. And, and 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 saying, you know, how how could I make this most interesting song I've I've written this week? I don't know. <laughs> well, if he ever wants to come on
3: the show, you, know, you just have to fill out the yeah. form and uh, we'll... <laughs>
1: You know? that, that actually, well, you have to be vetted really first. <laughs> I mean, I, I I've, I've heard. I mean, I couldn't avoid this song when I was nine, ten years old. So this one's embedded in my brain, mm. unlike unlike you know the many other songs are not. But this this is really interesting because you you kind of, you kind of made me look at this in a different way <laughs> that I never, <laughs> I never looked at it before. I never, I never really studied this song as such, right? Well, you
2: know, it, it 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 hasn't before really called out as a song that that wants to be studied. But I but I but I do think. In the discussion of Bridges, I think it's a very, very interesting yeah. case. Yeah, well, I think
3: it's a master... It's certainly masterfully written, you know, because it's not... You know, Andy Partridge, I love FCC. Um, Nonsuch is one of my favorite albums. I think it's just... It is one of my favorite songs of all time, The Disappointed, hmm. which I love that because it's a descend... It's a chromatically descending bass line, uh, which, I, which I love and try to use all the time. But Andy Partridge is a songwriter. Songwriter. He likes to do stuff that other songwriters like and we love. Mm. A little fun. Oh, that's so cool. Sting writes these kind of pure, kind of pop songs, but they're still masterfully written. And I think every breath you take is a masterfully written, simple song. There's lots of lovely little details that mm. don't point themselves out. You know, it's just it's just there. All of you know all the police stuff is like that like it's sometimes even on the first couple of albums you might think oh it's just sort of throwaway pop but it's actually every song is pretty fidgety and subtle mm. it's well worth a listen to that stuff it's really uh, really well done he's always been a, a good songwriter I think he'll do very well that's my
1: <laughs> yeah he'll, he'll, he'll do fine he'll do fine well no, that, that is a good point I mean and, and maybe that's why XTC wasn't on my radar when I was a little kid, because I wasn't concerned about songwriting as such. But then when I heard it after I started writing songs, I'm like, this stuff is brilliant, right? But it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't maybe register, you know, whereas every breath you take was everywhere on the pop stations and stuff. So mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. it's, it's. It certainly pushes all the right buttons in terms of being a satisfying uh, pop song. It it has all it has just as much simplicity as we crave and yet just as much interest in mm-hmm. interesting stuff.
1: Yeah. And and it is crave. worthy of study like you say like
2: <laughs> Yeah.
3: So Alistair, do you have any suggestions for people who are just getting into songwriting and they're looking at getting into writing bridges? Do you have any sort of tips or
2: suggestions or well, it's it's the same thing that you would say to a writer. You know, if if, if you're a writer, read a lot. If you're if uh, you know, a writer of books, mm-hmm. read a lot. If you're a songwriter, listen a lot. So you know, listen to a lot of songs, and and especially listen to a lot of popular songs. Uh, and and see if if you can appreciate what about a song makes it popular.
1: Yeah.
2: So that so that we can you know appreciate. Um, how to how to entertain an audience.
1: Yeah, because when you um, say listen to a song, you mean listen with intention and listen with analysis. I mean, and yeah. I mean,
2: with... I mean yeah, listen critically. Yeah. Yeah, listen critically. Um, and and very much um listen to a variety of songs that that aren't just verse chorus songs. Listen to songs that are AABA songs. Listen to songs that are troubadour songs, you know, folk songs mm-hmm. that don't even have a chorus that are just verse after verse after verse after verse. Uh, you know, wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald or something like that <laughs> that's true that's that's a great mm. one actually yeah um and and get an appreciation for what these different bits of of the song are doing and what they're not doing that is left to another bit of the song you know uh, don't, don't worry necessarily if, if, if you have to come up with the name for it. Is that a verse, or is it an A? Is that a yeah. B, or is it a chorus? Mm-hmm. Not initially, at least. Um, mm-hmm. But certainly, look at, what, what does this verse do that I really like? And, and what does this next section do that I really like? And, and where are the surprises, and where are the, are the fulfilling moments, and where are the expectations subverted? Like Mayor of Simpleton there, where <laughs> we don't get that postcard. Mm-hmm. Um, but absolutely listening to know, you know what you can do, and and how you might choose to do it, and and, and you know absolutely listen to experts on song talk, uh, song talk radio. Thank you, and we got hooks and ladders too. <laughs> and hooks and ladders. Yes, awesome. Sweet show. <laughs> Actually,
3: now, before we go, why don't you tell us before uh, a bit about Hooks and Ladders?
2: Hooks and Ladders is uh, just a, a quick video series that my partner Blair Packham and I do every week, where we interview songwriters and uh, music industry people. We um, we like to look for the hooks, and we hope that the ladders are uh, helping you rise to become a better songwriter.
1: Mm-hmm. Excellent! Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great it's a great uh, show. Indeed, I'm enjoying it. Very cool. Okay, that's about all the time we have. We hear the band coming in. This has been Song Talk Radio. Special thanks to Alistair Bradley. Um, where can our listeners find uh, out
2: more about you, Alistair? Oh, I'm everywhere. AlistairBradley.com is a good place to start. Perfect. Uh, but, but my music's also appearing everywhere. You can hear music.
1: Yes, and uh, and be sure to check out Alistair's past episodes on the Song Talk Radio. You've been on you've been on our podcast a number of times. Um, so definitely check those out. Great great episodes. Um, we want to hear from you too our listeners. so please send your comments, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, at Song Radio or send us an email feedback at songtalk.ca. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel for live performance videos and full episodes. Subscribe today to the Song Talk Radio Podcast on your favorite podcast provider. and don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter at songtalk.ca. And you can find links to all the products, books, and web services we mentioned on the show on our resources page and wherever you are in the world please join us online via zoom at our next monthly song talk meetup it's free to join on meetup.com and free to attend the meetup bring a song and a lyric sheet and get constructive feedback from other songwriters stop by songtalk.ca for the link you can follow me at neilmodi.com you can follow phil delivery.ca and alistair what's what's your favorite social media platform
2: and most often on Facebook, Facebook, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but right. it, that's where I am. <laughs> cool. Great, <laughs> right. so check out Alistair on Facebook. Uh, thanks
1: for listening. Be sure to stop by the website, songtalk.ca, to browse past shows and find out how you can be a guest. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and keep on writing. See you next time.